Hunter's gonna <laughs> just sign off soon, I think. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> and for the record, I like the I like the casual uh, chatty cold opens where people are like interrupting each other. But this is truly 117th episode of Corporate Lunch, the uh, GQ's podcast about clothes, the first line of defense against um, bad fits and um, fashion perpetrators. And this is primarily a customer service podcast. Um, not sure how that happened, but um, we've had some complaints in the past from customers. So we're really focusing on serving their needs. On serving their needs. And in, in keeping with that today, Hunter Harris is on the pod. Hi, Hunter. Hi. Hey. I sound so congested. I'm sorry. You sound great. Oh, no, that's okay. I'll just edit it out and it'll be fine. <laughs> auto-tune her voice. I'll auto-tune it, yeah. Uh, well, Hunter is really a woman who needs no introduction. But in case you don't know who she is, and in fact, it was funny, like several people DM'd me and asked if Hunter was going to come on corporate lunch. So in that way, this truly is a customer service podcast. Um, <laughs> but Hunter is, a, a, you know, a woman who needs no introduction. Many of our listeners, I'm sure, read her incredible Zendaya cover story for the February issue of GQ. But she's also written some incredible profiles of Haim and Patti LaBelle. And one of my favorite things that you ever wrote was about why everyone in TV and film wants to go to Yale. Um, and I think of you as being this kind of pioneer of this like obsessive style of journalism that's like a blend of being a fan and a um, investigative skeptic. And you have this kind of like you, you seem to sort of like think of uh, like lines and details from film and television, like kind of seem to stick in your brain. And I'm wondering like when you watch a movie, how many times would you watch, like how many times have you seen your favorite movies, for example? First of all, that's all very nice. I feel like very flattered by that. I don't know if I'm a pioneer of anything other than like having clothes on my bed. Um, but <laughs> what? How many of you seen my favorite movie? I, I just have always like watched movies a lot, like movies that I like a lot, movies that I don't like, I still like watch a lot sometimes. Um, but definitely since I like started doing this professionally, it's like, I just end up seeing movies a lot of times just for like random reasons. Like even mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's like, I see it at a festival, then I see it when it comes out, then I see it with a friend or then I see it like at a premiere thing. And it's like, okay, um, it's just so weird. This is sort of asking you to repeat yourself, but generally speaking, when it's time to watch a movie, do you just go to something that you love and have already seen a bunch? I guess it's always different. Or maybe if you're working, you're watching what you need to watch for work. But like, I tend to avoid movies I've seen before. That's what I'm getting at. Like if I'm, okay. if I'm browsing, I'm like, no, I've seen that before. I want to see something new. That's like my default position. Okay. No, usually I'm like, I, it's, you know, it's so like, depending on like the day and like what, if I'm on, on deadline for something, but right. usually like I love watching movies a million times, you know, in a row. Um, there was like a very dark period. I feel not dark, but just like, for like a couple months, I want to say like two years ago, I like could not stop watching Wolf of Wall Street. I would just like come home, like watch it every day. <laughs> and it's like, that's like, sometimes it's like that. Or sometimes it's like, I watch um, like when Harry met Sally all the time. Um, but I do try to like, obviously consciously like watch, you know, new and different things. But, um, but no, it's like the thing about like the way I feel like I like write this column about like lines that I like, like can't stop thinking about. And those are usually things that I just like, truly think about all the time like I just do think about that line from like Pirates of the Caribbean all the time and it's like nothing even prompts I just think about it a lot um and I don't even watch that movie a lot it just kind of like is there um but no I don't it's like not that I'm just like watching these movies all the time and like that's what sort of brings these things out I just like don't have anything else to think about I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like Sam with loafers (laughs) yeah well, Hunter, I, I mean, your your enthusiasm for things like Wolf of Wall Street really um, is infectious. I was reading uh, your column about um, what ha- your, your your groundbreaking investigative report on what happened to Martin Scorsese's glasses <laughs> the other day, and then I found myself in like a YouTube hole just watching B roll of uh, the filming of Wolf of Wall Street, and there was so just something good. about it that it's was so like, crazy. it's so cool. I, wa- yeah. I mean. I watched that B-roll too and it's just like and I watch it like from the Irish one and it's like so interesting to see like oh my god like this is literally Martin Scorsese directing like this is what it looks like 
and it just looks like so casual like hey look let's try this let's try that big laugh I don't know sure whatever and it's like that's so like oh my gosh I don't know it just kind of like drives me like up the wall it's so cool yeah and just to see like Leo pacing around in his suit and like the slick back hair and sort of like grinning at like extras and sort of like he has this sort of like aloof vibe uh I don't know it was just like it was it was mesmerizing to me it's so like mischievous to me like especially yeah. in that specific movie um how that all like you know amounts to like this incredible weird like funny movie I don't know I was gonna ask uh what do you love why do you love Wolf of Wall Street so much I just think it's funny and it's so, it's so like funny. um it's so funny it's so like it's so ugly. Like so many of the shots in the movie are just like what kind of grotesque to me. Like they're so like saturated and like his hair is too dark. The suits are like too, it's just like ugly. Um, but I love like, it's just so funny. And like, there's so many things that happen that it's like, it just goes with the big swings, like every big swing it goes for. And yeah. I just really appreciate that. It's so over the top and like a very campy way. Yeah, it's funny. I watched it last week for the first time in like a few years. Um, and I didn't remember how funny it is, but I was like laughing my ass off the whole time. It's like one of the funniest movies. Yeah. And Leo, I mean, he's really best in like a more comedic role, right? No, I totally agree. Um, even like, I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, I can't think of anything else he's done that's like actually so over the top funny other than yeah. like, you know, a couple scenes like the Tarantino movies. Catch Me If You Can was pretty funny. It was, but I think it was still like boyish. It was, it was like a different, yeah. like, it was like charming in a way. Have you ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio on the street? Um, no, well, not on the street, but I did see him at Radio City Music Hall like four years ago. Um, it was at a screening of I think it was like both Godfathers or something. And I went, I was like covering it. Um, and I don't know why I was like in a bad mood, but I was like, just like trying to get out of there after like the screening ended. And so I just like ran out and this guy was like walking in front of me and I like, like kind of not, like pushed him out of the way, but I was like, Ugh, like I need to get, away. like I need to get around you. And it was Leonardo DiCaprio. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just like saw the, I saw like the page boy cap and I was like, oh my, was that Leo? But no, I've never seen him on the street. So you assaulted him. I didn't I didn't push him out of the way. It was just like, excuse, like it was like one of those things would be, excuse me, but I didn't say that, obviously. Um, I was just like walking really fast, as I'm wont to do. Do you like ever maintain relationships with profile subjects or see them later in like totally different contexts and have weirder, awkwarder, cool, friendly interactions with them? Sometimes, um, I'm trying to think of something specific. Like, it's never, I don't know, I'm not like friends with anyone that I profiled, I don't think, but yeah, you just like, I think you kind of just build a rapport with someone. And it's always, it's so weird because it's like, it, you know, the act of like profiling someone or interviewing someone is like inherently very awkward, I think, because it's like just so one-sided. Um, but what's happened a couple of times, it's like, I, you know, research every <clears throat> they've ever said ever in life before and then it's like after they after I profile them then they like kind of get to know me more in a way or like kind of oh this is like a human being who's like talking to me I don't know if that makes sense but um yeah. it's just like kind of so like a lopsided relationship in that you know you know so much about someone before you like meet them and then like they kind of learn about you after if that makes sense which is so kind of bizarre well we should talk about your Zendaya profile your excellent Zendaya profile um do you do you think she has a future as a as a watercolor artist or painter if that if the whole acting thing doesn't work out um I listen it's I the watercolor thing was not it was so like it's so I I don't know I don't know how to say this the watercolor that she showed me was like it was like kind of like upsetting to me like <laughs> he had shown me I mean not upsetting it was bad it was just like this is like a girl like really going through it you know yeah um and it was like 
so cool that like she'd gotten this thing from her friend and that she was like trying to express herself in a different way but the watercolor that she showed me was just like oh my gosh like this is like sad um it was like a you know interesting detail but she like showed me this watercolor like this woman like being lit on fire basically and I was like this is like very um you know we have a lot to talk about I think um (laughs) And yeah, I don't know if that really came through in the, in the final draft, but I was just like, whew, okay. Um, but it was like really well done. Um, and very, like, I have no like ability to do any of that, like to draw. Um, and I was really impressed by it. It was like very shapely and, and like the colors were really beautiful. I, like, I think I, I think I sent Chris O'Malley a, a photo of it after and he was like, what the heck? Oh, wow. <laughs> Did it, um, did she have a stack of finished paintings or did you get the sense that there was just this one that she'd been really working on? No, it was like, so it was a book that she'd gotten from Hunter Schaefer. Um, and she, I think she like done some others. This was like, from what she showed me was like kind of in the middle of this book, you know? Oh, I see. Um, but I, yeah. And it was also like very colorful and, and she, it was just, I think it was like a sort of a quarantine hobby for her. And she's also like taking up photography and stuff. Um, which is really interesting, but it's also like so hard to like keep reminding myself that she's like so young, like she's only 24, um, which is like, and she's already so good at so many things. It's like, man, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey didn't start painting till he was like 60 and he's only like, okay at it. So (laughs) as, as far as actors painting goes. Yeah. It is kind of funny to think about like all of the, I mean, the Jim Carrey stuff like created quarantine, but like the Seth Rogen pottery, the Zendaya watercolors, like yeah. all of these like multi-disciplinary artists that are kind of- Robert out. Pattinson cooking pasta. Disgusting. <laughs> but I do want like a Bon Appetit show with him. I would watch that. Did you develop <laughs> any um, quarantine hobbies other than seeing how big the pile of clothes on your bed can get, which um, super relatable. <laughs> Do you have any quarantine hobbies? I, I really don't think so. It's all right. That's a good answer. I mean, neither did. Oh, I did start pelotoning. Uh, which is. Were you able to get a bike? Um, yes. I don't have one. My boyfriend has one and I ride his and, um, I do it like once a week and I'm not very good at it, but it's like the only thing I've ever, like, I never work out. That's kind of relaxing. That's like the closest thing to a hobby I have. Is Peloton supposed to be relaxing? <laughs> Is no, this supposed to like kick your ass? Do, I do like the low impact rides. So it just yeah. feels like a 20 minute, like, or I guess like a 30 minute, like heavy jog sometimes. You're um, like Leo on a city bike cruising through Soho, except on a Peloton in your apartment. That's exactly what I'm like. <laughs> do you vape while you're on the Peloton? <laughs> like drinking a coffee while you're riding. <laughs> I need to have, what's that one? photo of him like with the headphone like in his mouth that like needs to be um who's your um who's your dream do you have like a dream uh celebrity profile or someone that um you know you you've sort of like been keeping tabs on and um you know would just love to like dive into their brain at some point um is there like a white whale for you Um, this is a pitch by the way you're pitching gq right now when you say this um do i Oh, I mean, like Ben Affleck would be like, I think such an interesting profile. Um, And yeah, um, I mean, Sharon Stone is like my, I guess one of my favorite celebrities. Um, And I profiled her for Town and Country last year and that was like so cool and so bizarre and, you know, so fun. Um, And then Shaka Khan, I'm like obsessed with. I think she's like, I did like make a list of my favorite celebrities. And I think Shaka Khan was like number three. Um, I she it's just like so funny to me how she's funny without even trying. Like in so many random like situations, she was like on um, the Andy Cohen show, and she was like, "Oprah's Legend Ball was like literally the most like annoying experience of my entire life." And it's like Shaka Khan. <laughs> what? There's also that video of her um, from a red carpet like two years ago when when someone asked her about the. Ariana Grande song for the um that she was like working on for the Charlie's Angels movie and she was like the song is not going to change the world okay it's just it's <laughs> <a song." laughs> and I'm like 
literally just inject it into my veins like that like I think Shaka Khan would be like that Shaka Khan and Ben Affleck those are like my two white whales well we'll look into doing the um the Shaka Khan Ben Affleck split cover uh <laughs> in 2021 we'll get we'll, we'll we'll snap Ben smoking a cig through his mask or something yeah who are the top five on the celebrity list um okay so it's Whitney Houston number one Ben Affleck, number two. I think Shaka Khan and Patti LaBelle are tied for number three. And then Leo is number four. Uh, obviously, you as uh, in your position are interested in film and, and performances and um, things of that nature. But how do you rate the fits when it comes to this the celebrity stylist? Like, how does that, how does, how much does the, their style uh, factor in? It doesn't. I guess, well, hmm. Like when I think about my favorite celebrities, it's just like, who who has the best outfits? <laughs> I mean, I think that I really gravitate toward people who have like pretty bad outfits. Like, <laughs> I think that's why I, I think, okay, you know, like everyone loves Ben Affleck because he's like, just like a guy. It's like the most famous guy who like seems like a guy that you like went to high school with but like kind of like yeah you know a jerk but like lovable relatable whatever and so I think I like the thing I like most about him is that he's just like wears the Boston t-shirts and like doesn't really like you know that he's like dressing himself because he just look, looks mm-hmm. the same all like at all times um but I all like I like I'm like attracted to like that quality in in celebrities and like um and people in Hollywood but I also like on the other end of the spectrum like this idea of like of men really like dressing up and like kind of submitting themselves to like a female gaze in a way like I think you see that in like the way that like Timmy dresses himself or um even like Harry Styles yeah like Harry Styles and it's not so much like dressing you know like feminine or something like that but just like showing that you really like put care and like thoughtfulness into what you look like beyond just like looking like I don't like a Jonah Hill clone. I don't know, which I don't mean like disparaging, yeah. but I think that's like the prevailing style, I think for a lot of young, like for a certain generation of, of actors. Um, right. But I like this idea. And I think that's why I feel like I talk about this all the time, but like, that's one of the reasons why like, I like A Star is Born so much is because like we're seeing an actor who like, I really don't spend that much time thinking about Bradley Cooper, like dress himself up to like look very attractive and handsome and like, wear like all this denim and like, you know, to like look to like a certain aesthetic that is so like specific as like a country rock star. I think like that's really interesting to me. I noticed that you're wearing a Glossier hoodie and I'm wondering if you bought that because of Timothy Chalamet. No, I didn't. I I bought this just because it like looked good and I wanted a big hoodie. I like never wear hoodies. Usually like I'm all crewnecks, but- um, We have the same both bow tie yeah you guys are wearing matching yeah, no, this bow tie. Me trying to be formal um <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> also known as also known as the skater bow is it really oh yeah well in another i way, mean no one can I speak to that more than i can but skaters don't call it that like lethal oh my god yeah, i know i know sam destroys me with the eye roll constantly <laughs> So how are you adjusting to the sub stack lifestyle? I feel like you're writing like more than you've ever written before. I do feel like that. Um, But it also feels like in some ways easier writing than I've ever done before. Not that um, just because it's like, it's so like, it's like a blog. And I grew up reading like lots of like fashion blogs from like I don't know, like girls that were like five years older than me, I feel like. Um, and so I, I, and also like, you know, reading like Gawker and like early Vulture and stuff. So like that kind of bloggy voice, like feels like very fun to just like super lean into where it's like, if you're reading this, like you're, you're like, you know that it's like me writing it and like things that I'm interested in and things that like, I feel like we all like might be curious about. Um, so it does come like sort of more naturally in that way, but um I still like try to, I don't know, keep it like messy and also kind of gossipy. Like I do like two posts a week. One is like something like more like 
formal, formal meaning like me writing a thousand words about like Martin Scorsese's glasses, like, you know, whatever, um, deep and important journalism. And then the Friday post is like, just like celebrity gossip that I think is like funny or weird or like interesting. Today, this week, I'm like writing it today, but this week is gonna be about Army Hammer. Cause like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask, I was like, I had reserved like 10 minutes to talk about Army Hammer. What is going on with Army Hammer? What is happening? Can you catch us up and then we'll okay. unpack it? Okay, so the Army Hammer stuff is that um, he, I don't even know where to begin. It's like, okay, the latest uh, Army Hammer got a divorce <laughs> yeah wait, oh, there, if, what's... If, you want, if you want to go back to the divorce i mean my gosh okay army hammer um the most divorced man in america um has found himself in hot water because this instagram account called um i think the handle is house of effie on instagram um has been posting screenshots of him really like talking about like BDSM kink stuff, but then also talking about like cannibalism. And she's also alleged that like, she said that like they were in a relationship um, while he was married and that he like kind of like violated their like trust and like not using or like ignoring like their safe word and like they're having this relationship. Um, and she's also like posted photos of like bruises around her neck from like their like, I think sex that was consensual at first, but then maybe became non-consensual. Um, and anyway, she's like, you know, so many screenshots, like every day she's like posting new screenshots of like things that he's saying where he's like, I want to eat your blood. I want to like chop your neck off. Like it's so nuts. Um, these are text, text messages and things these like are Instagram DMs and also like Facebook uh. messenger DMs. And at one point an army hammer, like Stan account, had doctored a like correspondence with her over Instagram where she like said that she made it all up. But then she was like, no, that was like fake. I have like 30 more screenshots of like our correspondence. We're like, we're talking about all of this stuff. And at some points he's like, I have my daughter with me, but like, I like, I have to like walk my daughter and then like, I'll like come meet up with you. And it's just like so upsetting and disturbing um, that like he, it just seems like, so yeah and then it talks about like eating humans or something what's um, that about well, that i a, don't know is that like and a fetish he's hungry it, it does i i mean i'm obviously like not trying to kink shame it just it does seem like a very like clear line between like this is like a sexual king versus like this is like really like, obsessive at, like you know maybe abusive behavior definitely like, emotion yeah yeah and but he's um, he's patrick bateman Patrick Bateman, like, yeah, IRL. Um, And then there are, like, more videos of him. I think I just saw a video the other night of him, like, drinking and driving and, like, licking crystals off of, like, someone's hand in the car. This is, like, on Daily Mail. And then last night he was dropped, or no, he left, but, like, was fired from this new J-Lo movie he was supposed to be doing. And back to the divorce, he has like been quarantining in um, LA and then he just went back to where his family and kids are in the Cayman Islands. And he posted this thing that was like, as a, like for like New Year's resolution, like I'm not posting my children anymore for their safety. And it just seemed like such a specific dig to his wife, Elizabeth Chambers, who like posts their kids all the time. Cause like that's, mm. you know, her whole brand, which is fine. Um, and yeah, that's Army Hammer. I thought this was going to be like a funny thing, but yeah, this, this is got really dark really quickly. But then it just like became so like, what is happening? I mean, Army Hammer being a cannibal is kind of funny. You know, if, if I did have to a, choose a, one actor in Hollywood to be a cannibal, it probably would be him. Um, he has all his, of the signifiers. I mean, he's Before a this, right? He's like, he does have yeah. the sort of Patrick Bateman quality. Right. Independent wealth. Wait, and, yeah. Why is he a billionaire? His family has money. Oh, right, because his family. Okay, Arm and right, Hammer. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot. Forgot for a second who Arm and Hammer is. So, <laughs> but before this, um, he has like a pretty sterling reputation. No, I mean, what? Like, was was there any indication that things 
could potentially get dark for Army Hammer like a year ago? Well, we always knew that he was like a freak because <laughs> like five-ish years ago, someone like this, like he went viral because someone just noticed that he was like liking all of this like rope, like BDSM stuff on Twitter and like Twitter likes Republic. Wow. And so that was like always known. And then in a couple of interviews, he like talked about how he like had just like, I think like a druggy like twenties in like LA, oh, right. he was like gonna be an actor. Um, so I think like a lot of these elements like have kind of been floating around, but this like the new like screenshots that this woman is sharing are just like so far beyond, you know, what you could have expected, I guess. Why do you think some celebrities just can't help but let it spray in the DMs? Like, what is like what is what is it about <laughs> these guys that that compels them to do this like reckless, crazy shit? I think it's that like I don't know. I this I think it's that celebrities are a lot of times lonely because they're like thirty people in between them and like living a regular life. And so a lot of times it's just like, they don't get a lot of like interaction with um, that's like normal. Um, and then at a certain point, I think you just think like nothing's gonna happen to you because you know, everyone loves you and you just like, you believe the last thing that someone said to you which is like, you're so great and you were great in this movie and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that it's just like, I think that there is like kind of a personality type that maybe buys into your own hype that makes you feel like that level of like invincibility, which obviously is like never true. Uh, unfortunately for celebrities, like life in society has, it's become the case that we communicate like digitally in ways that are easy to like trace and document. And they're not like, yeah. they can't escape that, right? So like for if Army Hammer wants to get his freak on, he's got to, he's got to make these connections and the way you do it is like in DMS and in these formats, like he, he can't like go above or around what's available or like how we do it. And I think to your point, Hunter, like he, he thinks he's probably somewhat invincible. So doesn't really like think through where this could all lead, but you know, like what the hell else is he going to do? Army hammer is hungry and he wants blood. He wants to <laughs> eat a person and the only way for him to essentially get there is in the D is through the DMs. I mean, this is just, this is what, these are the tools he has. Yeah, it is like, I don't know. It's all, it's like just Army Hammer, like maybe being a cannibal is somehow like the third most important story this week. Like, I don't know like, <laughs> how, how, what kind of world do we live in? We're like, that's the truth. I'm sorry, I think it's actually the first most important story. I don't know what else is going on right now. I have I have I have no thoughts other than Army Hammer is a cannibal. Well, he is kind of, you know, he is one of these like um kind of woke white guy uh celebrities. Like I think of him as being one of the premier woke white guy celebrities. Yeah. And I wonder if he's just like they said to eat the rich. So that's what I'm gonna <laughs> do. And he's like, well, I happen to be rich, so who am I going to eat? Like, yeah, um, it is. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because when he first like announced the divorce, like, I guess it was like maybe the end of last summer or something. Um, the narrative was that like one couple in Hollywood had gotten divorced over Black Lives Matter because like they were a split house basically, um, and everyone thought that it was like Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers. And I did not think that was true. Um, but maybe it was like because of, maybe not all of this stuff, but maybe some of it. Um, but I definitely think that like, there is a narrative like Army Hammer is like one of the better guys. I don't know. Yeah. Where do you get your celebrity gossip? Um, I honestly, I just like read Us Weekly a lot um, and people and just kind of scroll also Twitter, also um, Allie Jones has the newsletter Gossip Time, which is my favorite thing. Lainey Gossip, I also love. I follow Dumois, but I'm like kind of anti-Dumois, I think. Yeah, me I'm too. Like, I just think that it's like, you get like a crumb of like something interesting, but you get like 30 stories of someone like, I shook 
John Lithgow's hand once at a jazz <laughs> festival and he was a really nice guy. I don't like that you're dragging him. And it's like, what are you talking about? It also, yeah, yeah, it feels like it feels to me like the diet Prada of the celebrity gossip, you know, yeah. matrix a little wow. bit. Wow. It's hurts, like a way for yeah. people to just sort of anonymously like air their grievances because like, you know, Julia Roberts. I was Roberts at an autograph was, like, signing and like, Julia Roberts didn't. Yeah. Well, just why doesn't Dumois like do more editing and filtering? Like when you have that volume coming in, like they could cut it in half and still have a huge amount of, be sharing a huge amount of stuff. But I guess that the mission, like the, the intent there is just to let almost everything through that, I, I just don't really get it. I don't get why this account would rise to be so powerful in the, of a gossip outlet, but then continue to kind of just like spam in the way it does. Cause I agree, I can't, I think I unfollowed it. It's just not worth it. Yeah, she always posts about, um, what's his name? Portkey, the barstool guy. Portnoy. Oh, Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whatever. She Not always talks about him, and I'm like, you actually like are putting a gun to my head, making me care about this man, and I simply will never. It just will <laughs> never happen. There was one thing this week about Dave Portnoy that I did find really hilarious, um, which is like, you know how like the New York Post and like the Daily Mail will always be like, inside Hunter Harris's six million dollar Beverly Hills home. <laughs> so. They did inside Dave Portnoy's $23,000 a month Miami rental. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, drag him, drag yeah. him. That's terrible. Okay, that is actually so funny. That reminds me though, do we, speaking of rentals that are expensive, um, whatever happened to the Hillsong pastor that was like, having a house rented by Tyler Perry, I think. Um, the one that yeah. Carl Lentz, Carl is that his one? Who was like, yeah. yes, whatever happened to him? He's probably Wait, hanging around Williamsburg. And his like fashions. Well, we did a big piece about him and how he's like the streetwear pastor. Maybe two, like two or three years. Yeah, the hype priest, maybe like two or three years ago. Five years um, ago? Yeah, maybe long, yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Let's just say his style um, is 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 unholy. In yeah. my opinion. It's like it's that it's he looks like a like a Beverly Hills drug dealer, right? It's like tight jeans, <laughs> suede Chelsea boots, tattered vintage shirt, like brimmed hat, long hair. It's like a tinted it's like glasses, a Venice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's look. also just really corny that like and I know that Carl Lentz is his real name, but it's so corny that his last name is like a Christian term with a Z on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Easters. Was it, wasn't the story with him and the woman he was having an affair with that he was just like hanging out in Domino Park in Williamsburg or something. And she was just hanging out, sitting in those like drawn circles maybe. That is so embarrassing. And then and just I like- think he was he was like, I'm a creative director. He like didn't yeah. even say he was a hype priest. That's so, it's so funny to me to see like photos of all of those pastors. And it's like, how do they all have like, I just didn't know there were so many versions of like that outfit, you know, yeah. like of like <laughs> with like the rips, like the Chelsea boots. It's like, wow, they really like make a lot of these. Um, it's, it's the way Justin Bieber dressed five years ago. I mean, it was like a, it was, and Saint Laurent was doing it. It was like a real fashion thing for a little bit, but it's kind of gone except for these guys who have really hung on to it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's so weird. Like yeah. they They're all look like they just walked out of the same store, like one for the other. Yeah. They're used to it's be- It's the equivalent sun. of the, um, sorry, but what is the like autumn girl summer or, or fall? Christian girl fall, autumn. Christian girl oh. autumn. It's like the equivalent, the male equivalent. Yeah. Christian girl them, yeah. There used to be a store in the in the basement of Port Authority that's so, like a menswear store that used to sell all these clothes, like knockoff fast fashion version. It was just a menswear store and I wanted to write a story about it so badly, but it closed. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Should we play Stan or Ban? We're going to play Stanner Ban Hunter. We'll just ask you, we'll give you some terms and you just tell us Stanner Ban. Okay. 
Okay. So Stan or Ban Fran Leibowitz. Oh, Stan, like to the highest power. It's funny how the internet rediscovers her every two years. <laughs> this year, it feels like it's happened like, I, within the last year, it feels like it's happened like four different times. Like she yeah. had the really great um, New Yorker story like at the top of the pandemic, which sounds crazy to say. And then that one clip from um, public speaking like went viral again about how like <laughs> the artists left over from AIDS were the ones who like didn't get laid. Um, and then now pretend it's a city, it's like, and like now like this whole like new, you know, um, round of like interviews with her. She's just so cool. Oh my, I like call her Fran like to my friends and they just like know who I'm talking about, which is I feel like that's <laughs> so weird. But I'm like, oh my God, no, Fran said, <laughs> as if I, I just think, like know her. <laughs> I think um, you pointed this out in the Scorsese glasses um, piece you wrote, but it really, like if you're really missing New York or missing some things about New York, she is like a real sort of bomb for that yeah and just like the way that she always is so just frowny like I have like not even like resting bitch face just like resting frown <laughs> it's, like, so which makes it look just so like yeah no I just like I'm not smiling sorry I don't know I love that the internet also seemed to seem to um discover and I don't know if I agree with this take but that she sort of looks like Timothy Chalamet or that Timothy Chalamet sort of looks like Fran Leibowitz in, okay, I think angles. I saw that, and I do not approve. Do not appreciate <laughs> it. I yeah, just, I saw like, it. It was like too early for me to to click on that link when I saw that this morning. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Why? She's just like such an iconic original. Like, I don't know. That seems so weird to like connect these two figures. Okay, what about? And I had written this down before the episode. Celebrity pottery side hustles. Mm. <laughs> I, stand. I don't know I would do it too for a check um I have I have like so little interest in celebrity like hobbies most of the time because like they're just regular people hobbies they're just celebrities doing them and doing them like usually the same amount of like skill as a normal person who's like not a professional looks like whatever well what about like Leonardo DiCaprio's hobby of collecting dinosaur bones. That is different. I thought you were going to say collecting 24-year-olds. Um, <laughs> um, no, that is like, that's the only good celebrity hobby, I think. Just because it's so weird and so consistent. I, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of another really good one, but I can't think of one. It's very Howard Hughes-ish to collect dinosaur bones. Yeah. Which like it feels sense. like it's yeah. something that he came up with. He did the aviator and he was like, I should be getting into this dinosaur bone collecting thing. <laughs> like, what if I try being eccentric? Um, maybe that could, you know, help out. I don't know. Um, no. Okay. So I wonder what like a what is like an entry level a dinosaur bone go for? Like, can you get one for like a couple grand, you think? Like a real dinosaur bone? We have to look I, into this. We'll get, I'll, I'll figure, I'll, call, I'll make some calls. It's like. They're free if you just find them, you know. <laughs> you get a <laughs> shovel and just dig. <laughs> if you, if you actually found a dinosaur bone, would you have to like hand it over? Like, I don't, would, would like. To Leo. Maybe, but like, <laughs> would you, I don't even know what would, would like the Department of Interior would be like, no, we have to like examine this first. Like you can't just keep it. I don't know if that's like allowed. No, yeah, Maybe. I think you're right. I think you're right because like you can't have an eagle feather and you can't have like whale bones. Like you're not allowed, there are signs, like I was just in the Pacific Northwest for the last month and there are signs everywhere that are like, don't pick up the eagle feathers. Like don't touch the whale bones. That's so bizarre. If you, yeah, and if you bring a dinosaur bone home with you, then the dinosaurs, will haunt, the dinosaur's soul will haunt you forever. And then you're fucked. I like the idea that maybe someone is just selling Leo like a bunch of cow bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is a, this is a, this is a rib from a pterodactyl. <clears throat> oh, I thought of another celebrity hobby. Um, Toby Maguire loves board games. He like yeah. had a board game thing. I, I remember I blogged about this wow. for Vulture and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever 
seen slash read um but yeah he was like he had like a like a board game ring like a molly's game but it was like toby's game maybe i made that part but wasn't he it wasn't he in the molly's game thing was yes it, he, he was so he was, was this him game. trying to reform himself he's like i only do scrabble now <laughs> yeah he was like the worst of like the molly's game people which is funny to me okay what's the next stand again okay the like the as a couple leonardo dicaprio and rihanna okay you know i stand i <laughs> it's just like it will never happen because she is who she is and he is who he is um but i think they would be or do i think that i don't know now i'm like do you believe that they ever did date I they definitely dated that I know for sure I don't okay I don't think they could ever like be a couple but I do stand of course him wishing they could be a couple when they were supposed to be dating I was having an early dinner with a friend of mine at Emilio's Bellotto which is a big like celebrity restaurant in I guess it's in sort of in Soho, but anyways, I, so I was, I thought I was the only person there and there's like a front room where my friend and I were, and then there's a back room and it was like 4 PM in the afternoon on a Sunday. And all of a sudden, like all of these beautiful women, like five or six beautiful women walk out of the back room. And because I'd had like three glasses of wine, I was like, what is this a model clown car? And then Leonardo DiCaprio came out. And this was supposed to be when he was dating Rihanna. But see, Not that he it, can't go out and have a little pasta with the ladies, but I just was a little <laughs> like, I hey, man. No, they definitely were together because so many people, I mean, this is what happens when you just write about Leonardo DiCaprio and Rihanna a lot. People will just be like, yeah, I did see them together. Like they were at this party or like someone like saw them at Beyonce's like Oscars after party, whatever. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that, but... I do think that they were together, but I do think that she broke it off. And I do think that he wants her back just perpetually. That does remind me though, something that I've never talked about that just like I think about all the time is that I went to high school with the girl that was Emilio's ex-girlfriend before Katie Holmes. And I remember like my roommate was like, oh, who's this guy with Katie Holmes? I was like, oh, that's my friend's like fiance. And (laughs) Look at us now. Wow. Katie Holmes is getting into art. Have you guys noticed this? No. She has a a studio uh, where she's painting. And I keep seeing her, I keep seeing these pictures of her in the Daily Mail with like Blick bags. And she's got like canvases and stuff. And the other day she like went into this, I I think it, it looks to be like in NoHo or SoHo somewhere around that area. And she has like a studio and she keeps wearing these like paint spattered white carpenter pants <laughs> that I'm sure are like $800 Kate pants or something, but she's getting into painting. I sort of think that there must be like, like really expensive Hollywood therapists, like psychotherapists who are just telling their clients that they should start painting. Like George Bush, Jim Carrey, Zendaya, Katie Holmes, like Someone is like, you know, you've got, you're dealing with a lot right now. You should get some watercolors and express it that way. Do you think the therapist is like in cahoots with the publicist? It's like, yeah, this is for us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone like, like, like the artistic expression, like it's better than shaving your head. Just make a painting. Like you're gonna like this. There's so much like weight, positive ways to spin this. Britney Spears paints too. Oh, that I know. She's been doing that for like a while. Yeah, there's a video of her like wearing hokas and painting. And the weird thing is she's painting outside and there's like, she's playing classical music and the the camera sort of pivots. And you're like, oh cool, like she's painting outside. But then what she's painting is not at all related to the landscape (laughs) in front of her. (laughs) It's really bizarre. Um, Okay, next Danner ban is the Mary-Kate Olsen divorce uh zoom screenshot um absolutely stan i i don't know i mean i hope to one day be divorced i think it would just be so cool and like an interesting life experience i don't know 
Um, but that is like the best divorce, like the best celebrity divorce, I think, but maybe has like ever happened mm-hmm. just like from beginning to end, like the like emergency, like trying to like rush it through like really quickly, like early in the pandemic to like the oh, apartment yeah. thing that I still don't like know the full story behind um, to like when I was like getting ready for this, getting ready, meaning like, I don't know, putting brow gel on. I was like, oh, thinking like, let me like channel my inner Mary Kate. She just like looks so like small in the frame too. It's like so funny to me. What do we know? How? Why? Why this Zoom screenshot exists? Like, who? Why does that image exist? Who like leaked that? Who made it and leaked it? I don't know. I was actually gonna look that up right before we started because I was curious too, like how that could have even gotten out. Someone. Yeah. Someone initially tweeted it and said, like, I was permitted to take this photograph. And I'll, I'll look up the tweet and send it to you. Hunter. <laughs> I guess I'm to take it and being permitted to tweet it or like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the caption was like, or the tweet was like, I was permitted to take this screenshot of this divorce proceeding. Weird times, babe. Um, it was also so funny that her lawyer looks just like barbara streisand like (laughs) i've um the barbara streisand thing on criterion right i've watched like three barbara streisand movies this week within the last week and i was like is that barbara streisand like literally um which would have been a good like final act for this whole thing what are your thoughts on the mall in barbara streisand's basement the mall yeah she has a mall in her basement to like display her belongings oh 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 i thought you meant like shopping mall um this is the trophy room that she has well it's like it's like a street of shops that she has constructed in her home outside of los angeles oh wow so there's like a handbag store but it's just that's just how she organizes yes exactly if she has a (laughs) doll store that's psychotic that's so yeah. cool. <laughs> someone wrote a one. Someone wrote a one. A one man play about like the man who works in the stores. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Which I I'm saw a few years ago. It was really. Down. It's a triumph of consumer culture. I have to say. Um, okay, <laughs> the next standard ban is the Sex in the City reboot. Um. Honestly, Stan, why not? Wow, controversial. My thing is like, whatever, like, whatever. Yes, okay, SJB can get a check. I really, it like does not really bother me. Do I think that the show will be like, the show definitely won't be as good as it will be as it was like when Samantha was on it. But at the same time, like what revival has been as good as the original? Like, I guess I didn't see the Saved by the Bell one, so I can't really say, but um <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I Among I was like very surprised you didn't go up in arms over it. Like, yeah, it, no one's making you watch it. I don't know what to tell you. Among the like for the four of us, say like who is Samantha, who is Carrie, who's Miranda, and um, who is um, Charlotte. I I don't I don't think that like okay. Let me see. Um, okay sam is obviously charlotte i I don't really know what that means but i'm gonna look it up after (laughs) um yeah i have no idea who uh like i know people like to play this game but is that it's that clear like the personality types and stuff are like that defined I think that's like what the, that's the premise Rachel, of the show, right? I think Rachel, you're Miranda. Okay. And I mean, no, I don't know you well enough, but I guess, I mean, I'm, I guess you're Carrie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think you're, <laughs> Carrie, you're definitely Carrie. That's Wait, the, that's the, the worst one to be? Rumbles. I don't know. Yeah. You're an anti-hero. Carrie's the one no one <laughs> wants to be. I mean, I think Carrie like obviously gets like, People are way too harsh on her, but and people are like, "Why is she wearing that?" And people are always like, "No, why are you wearing that?" Yeah, that is. 
Oh, Carrie Bradshaw. Right, the main person. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, we have the same hair, kind of. <laughs> I have one more Stan or Ban if we want to do it, or we can. I just want to say that I'm proud to be a Carrie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Rachel, go let's on. Do Next... one, let's do one more Stan or Ban, and then we should uh, we should wrap it up. Okay, Stan or Ban, Ilaria Baldwin. Okay, morally, I have to ban, but practically, I have to stand. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Straight up, she literally says, yes, I'm white and from Boston. Yes, sometimes I have an accent. And as she's saying this, she uses the fake accent. Like, <laughs> there's just so many levels, like, how much I just have to be like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I stand. Like, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. And the, I know that the one girl that who like, like studies abroad for a semester and comes back with an accent, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. And also, or has a, has a few drinks and then has an accent. <laughs> the way that like, even that like New York Times interview with her, it's like, it just feels like some people like go out of the order, like bend over backwards to be like, yeah, it's like kind of normal. And it's just totally not. Like it's, she literally <laughs> lied about being Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like, that's all like. <laughs> yeah. I think Army Hammer really bailed her out of the uh, new cycle. Yeah, or yeah. the government insurrection. One of the yeah. two. <laughs> it is funny too that all that happened on her birthday. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. just like, can't get a break. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Hunter. That was really fun. Thanks, Thank Hunter. So this was so fun. Let's do it again. I love the celebrity gossip. We should pivot to celebrity gossip full time. This is no, we seems should. lucrative. We could have a newsletter, an Instagram okay, account. Don't come for my bag. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Hunter. Where can people wait? Hold on, oh. Hunter. Where can people find um, find your newsletter? Oh yeah. Uh, um, do a little, do a little self promo here. Yes, the newsletter is called Hung Up and it's um, hunterharris.substack.com. I tweet at Hunter Y. Harris and my Instagram is at Hunter H. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much, guys. All right. There Thanks, Hunter. Bye. Bye. Bye.